It's the Locked On Flyers podcast for Tuesday, October 24th, your daily dose of Flyers news, analysis, and high-quality content that's staying up late tonight, Russ. Yeah, get the toothpicks out. All right, we are going to preview tonight's late-night action against the Vegas Golden Knights, plus it's Phantoms Tuesday, so we'll check in with our prospects there. Your Locked On Flyers, your daily podcast on the Philadelphia Flyers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, and thanks for making Locked On Flyers your first listen every day. I am Rachel Donner. You can f- find me on the app formerly known as Twitter at R Miriam. I'm here as always with Russ Cohen, who's on all your favorite social media apps at Sportsology. And as a show, we're on Twitter, Instagram, Threads, Blue Sky, at Locked On Flyers as well. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code Locked On NHL for $20 off your first purchase. You can find us for free over on YouTube. We're also on the SiriusXM app or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Subscribe to get our latest episode as soon as it's available here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, Russ, the Flyers had the day off yesterday, uh, getting into some Vegas shenanigans, I assume. And uh, hopefully they took that time to rest a little bit because it is going to be a tough game in Vegas uh, late night tonight. Yeah, who knows? Maybe they're at Dave and Buster's or maybe they're golfing. <laughs> yeah, or, you know, they could be at the Bellagio checking out the fountain. Or yeah, or the any, sphere, any like number of those things. Yeah. yeah, any of those things. But uh, in the meantime, uh, they are going to be facing a very tough Vegas Golden Knights team. Obviously, we know they are the returning champions, uh, as they say, uh, winning the Stanley Cup last and undefeated. Year. And undefeated. So they're six zero and zero. They lead the Pacific Division right now. Uh, they won against the Ducks on Saturday, four to one. That was their last game, so they are uh, just as rested as the Flyers will be heading into this game, uh, which I think is important, um, and especially for the Flyers side of things with the travel, like having an extra day to acclimate uh, before heading into this game, uh, will be important for them. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, it's always nice to be able to get into practice before you play a tough team like this, whether they implement anything new, probably not, but at least, yeah, it's good to get the practice in. Yeah. Um, you know, Alex Petrangelo is day to day right now for them. And that's really the only significant injury they've had, uh, this season so far. So the overall, they are very healthy and raring to go. Um, and we've seen it in the results. Um, if you look at some of their overall stats so far, again, it's still early goings. The season is young. We know these stats are going to level out a little bit. But with this team, honestly, I don't know. Things could pretty, stay pretty consistent. Uh, they're averaging four goals a game so far. So the Flyers are going to have to really work to get on the board to keep up with this Vegas Golden Knights team. Yeah, I mean, they're big, they're fast, they're mobile. They have good goaltending. They are a Stanley Cup winning team that doesn't seem to have a hangover or those mega injuries that other teams have had. So, you know, they're in pretty good shape. So this is a real mental battle as much as it is anything else. 
Yeah. And if you look at the other side of the goals, uh, 1.83 goals against per game. So they've been keeping teams to two goals or less for, for every game. And so that, you know, that differential, a two goal differential swing between what they're scoring and what they're allowing, uh, that, that is a uphill battle for the Flyers to face. It is. And, you know, they're not going to have the same kind of shorthanded opportunities. They may get a couple, but they're not, it's not going to be like last game. I mean, they have guys like Mark Stone. They have premier uh, forwards who could defend. And so that's something where, you know, I don't know if those things will happen in this game. Yeah. And they have such a, a depth at forward. I mean, yeah. you look at, they'd have honestly like one of the most talented fourth lines in hockey and they get both sides of the game of, of mm-hmm. what a fourth line does there. Um, and when you have like Carlson as your three C, like he's that far down the lineup yeah. because you have Jack Eichel and Stevens, like it's um, that is a deep, deep lineup. Yeah. And I can tell you, Paul Cotter is a guy that uh, always was a pretty good scorer. And I'd watched him uh, before he got to the NHL and really kind of liked him and he's gotten faster. So he he's a guy that you still have to watch out even on the fourth, third line for scoring. Yeah. And they've gotten scoring up and down the lineup so far this season. It hasn't just been that top line with Jack nah. Eichel, Barbashev and Marcheseau. Yeah. Which is a great top line. I mean, I'm happy to see Barbashev up there because I felt like he was a guy that was never getting his due because in, in juniors, that's the kind of player he was a top line player, but then they, you know, they changed his role. And then last year, as Barbashev said, they finally put him on the second line. And, you know, that was the first time he had sniffed the second line in his entire NHL career. And he's really run with it. Yeah, I think so. I think that's been an important part. They have rotated things around a little bit so far, um, as all teams do early season, yeah. I think, to some degree. But I do think Barbashev is, is a good complementary player for Eichel and Marcheseau, who yeah, are just a deadly physical, Yeah. Mm-hmm. He'll dig in the corner too. If I were them, I would keep it that way. But, you know, yeah. we are not the coach of the Vegas Golden We are not. Um, and on the blue line, you know, you have McNabb and Theodore as their top pairing, which is, um, that that is a tough battle for any of the Flyers lines to match up against. Yeah, to me, Shea Theodore is like what Travis Sanheim was maybe supposed to be. Like, because they're similar and even yeah, with Sanheim playing true. better, I don't think he'll ever reach Shea Theodore's heights. But, uh, but that's you know sort of like the defenseman. I you know I think they thought he'd be, and he'll get close to that maybe. Yeah, I think so. It's a uh, it's a pretty solid uh, blue line up and down as well. Um, I think that being on the road, it is going to be really tough for the Flyers to get any matchups that they want out there. Yeah, and Zach Whitecloud being out really is, uh, you know, something else that they're they're kind of fortunate because he's another guy that's very underrated. But yeah, as far as getting the opportunities, they, you know, once again they're going to have to not just shoot the pucks in deep, but they're going to have to follow them up. They're going to have to win some board battles. Uh, I don't know if this is a game where they could play their fourth line a lot. I'm not sure if that's going to be beneficial, but. I know they're going to try and force it for a little while, like maybe play them eight, nine minutes. And, you know, their fourth right. line can match them easy. Like that's, you know, Nikolai Waugh and, and Kolasar, they can match them. So, but the thing is, again, this is another game where 
like this road trip, you can't start the fourth line against the first line. You don't want that fourth line against Jack Eichel's line. You don't. No, not at all. I think that you go first line against first line yeah. and and go from there because yeah. um, I think that it it you got to have that skill, especially you need Sean Couturier's skill out there up against Eichel and March or so. Like, yeah, I mean, it, technically he's hotter than any of the guys they have. So if he stays hot like that, it'll definitely give him a chance. Yeah, I think so. I think the the most important thing is going to be defensively to keep that consistent structure that, you know, they've been actually playing really well so far and, and have decent defensive structure, but like they can't let up for a second with this Vegas team. No, they have to have um, some good mobility in there for, for defense to really have a chance on this. I feel like that's, that's their best bet. So whether it's the same, I don't think Risto is going to be in no matter what. So probably is going to be the same as last game. And, you know, maybe they shuffle it around a little, but it was pretty good last game. Wasn't great though. There were some mistakes. You can't make as many mistakes though against this team. That's going to be the, uh, the hard part. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the other major thing is going to be to keep working at that shot distribution Yes. And taking the shots when you get those high danger chances. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, they're going to have to shoot at a really good clip, but really, like you said, get them on net. You know, you don't probably not getting 40 shots against this team. So you really have to make them count. And I mean, 40 shots on goal. You might, you'll get 40 attempts, but you got to hit right. them there. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I was looking at the new um, quote unquote edge technology that the NHL has put out and looking at shot distribution between these two teams. The, the biggest thing that stood out to me in these stats is that in that sort of high danger arc, not immediately in front of the net by the crease, but in that arc just outside of it in the high danger area, the Vegas Golden Knights have a 27 point three percent shooting percentage there and the flyers it's 16.2 that is a big difference in those high danger areas and that's something we've talked about where you know the flyers are having shot attempts but the the quality of the shots are less and they're not going in from those high danger areas they have to figure out how to get around and get through opposing defenses a little bit better yeah as these numbers start to really become like out there for us they've been out there for teams and the last couple of drafts, some of the higher, some of the smarter, better scorers um, have had these discussions with me. And so like Cole Iserman for this year's draft, uh, Zach Benson from last year's draft, uh, Fantilli, Adam, uh, yeah, Fantilli also having this discussion. You know, I'm having this discussion now with, with draft eligible players because they understand that those are the key areas to score from. And the higher the percentage, the just the better off you're going to be. And so like young players that are not even in this league are focusing on it. So you have to believe the Flyers are focusing on it, but they really, you know, we see, we see guys that are missing on certain shots or guys that aren't as willing to go to the net. And clearly you would think Vegas would have the better net front game. But again, the Flyers with this young, hungry team should be able to get closer in that number. Yep. And so I think that's something to keep an eye on as these numbers get more and more statistically significant over the season. Uh, in the meantime, we do have some Flyers prospects to talk about in Lehigh Valley and their progress so far this season. And we will do that coming up next. 
Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for all the fun you'll have. My favorite part of the Game Time app is that it's great for getting notified about those last-minute tickets and flash deals. Plus, you can get that all-important view from your seats. My last Game Time purchase was a New York Liberty game. I had a blast with great center court seats. Their Game Time guarantee means you'll always get the best price if you find tickets in the same section and row for less. Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. Also, tickets are sent directly to your phone so you don't have to dig through your email. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code locked on NHL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem with the code locked on NHL for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. You know that feeling when Travis Connecty scores a hat trick? Or Ali like so. Um, if you want to get that feeling and win 100 times your money, play daily fantasy hockey on the Sleeper app. To have a chance at winning big, you need to play Daily Fantasy Hockey on Sleeper as the official Daily Fantasy app of the Locked On Network. Sleeper is our top choice for Daily Fantasy sports, especially Daily Fantasy Hockey. With Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in Daily Fantasy Hockey contests. Fans can also play Daily Fantasy NFL, NBA, MLB, and college football on Sleeper, and entries can be made in under a minute. With elite players like Connor McDavid, Sidney Crosby, and Austin Matthews, plus the new guys like Connor Bedard, all you need to do is make more or less picks on stats for these stars. Choose from stats like goals, assists, saves, plus, minus, and more. You heard me, Flyers fans. You can get up to 100 times payouts on Sleeper, so start paying attention and get your picks right so you can win big. Use promo code LOCKEDONNHL, and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's LOCKEDONNHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. On tomorrow's show, of course, we will be recapping the Flyers versus Vegas game. Uh, we will be uh, recording that a little bit later than we normally do. So keep an eye out for that episode first thing in the morning. Plus, we will be answering your mailbag questions. So get them in uh, at Locked On Flyers at Twitter. You can email us at LockedOnFlyers at Gmail, or you can comment over on our YouTube channel. Uh, the Lehigh Valley Phantoms had their first three-game weekend this past weekend, which is always a tough thing for oh, them. Yeah. Three days not easy. in a not easy at all. Um, the big news for the Phantoms is that J.R. Avon was back on the ice. So happy to see that uh, he yeah. played only in uh, Sunday's game, but still good to see him out there and. Um, now, going to give him a little bit of time to get back into sure. it. I felt like he was a little uh, tentative out there, and I think that's to be expected when you're coming back from an injury. But uh, I do think um, he'll eventually get there. He had some little flashes of brilliance and um, a great shot that was almost a goal, but he got called for crashing into the goaltender, nah. <laughs> the goaltender interference. So it was taken back but yeah. it was the right his call, first year so. it's his first year yeah. as a pro too so it's okay to kind of dip his feet in yeah yeah so uh we'll keep an eye on him moving forward but i think you know looking at this weekend they won two and lost one 
game. Um, they won both games against Springfield, but then lost to Hartford in that middle game, five to one. Um, I, I really feel like this team overall is playing well. That loss uh, on Saturday, like they gave up three goals in the third period of that game. And I, I just feel like other than that period, they they looked really solid all weekend long and and actually better than solid, I would say, for portions of Friday and Sunday, for sure. Yeah, they have a lot of talent. So really, it's a matter of, matter of juggling a lot of these forwards to try and get good combinations and try and get playing time, you know, for everybody. So that's that's the battle here, really. It really is. And um, if anybody had a good weekend in this world, it is Ali Lixel, uh, five goals on the weekend. He got a hat trick on Friday. He scored the Phantoms only goal in that loss on Saturday on the power play and then scored again in Sunday's game. So um, I, I'd say he had a pretty good few days. He did. Um, I'm at the point, though, with Ali Lixel, like he could probably have 10 goals out of the gate and not get a call up. And and I just feel like anytime he's ever gotten called up, he really hasn't had enough of a chance, enough games in a row. And I just feel like he's going to end up developing somewhere else. I just That's just the, my gut feeling on him right now. It just doesn't feel like the go- coaching staff above ever seems to have the right role for him. Yeah, they'll try him on the second line. If he doesn't do anything, he might get one more game, and then it's pretty much it. Like, I don't know. He's, has he ever played five games in a row at the NHL level? He has not. And I do worry about that a little bit, but what's making me worry less about that this year um, and feel like, you know, even though we have this past track record to your point of them not really giving him a chance, um, I feel like this year might be different just because of the line he's been on in Lehigh Valley. He's uh, with Elliot Denoye and Samu Tuomala, who the Flyers have a lot invested in those two. And so to put Lixel with them, I feel like there's going to be A, more eyes on him. And B, I, I just feel like that's a clue that if they're putting him with guys that they have a, a lot of investment in, then that entire line is going to get a shot. And, and especially if Lixel is as successful as he has been so far and hopefully will continue to be, I think that'll go a long way because I know they want Elliot Denoye up with the Flyers. I know they want to prove that Samu Tuomala was a good pick. And so I do think this is a good line and they're fun. They've been playing really well. The chemistry is amazing. The plays that they put together net front have been really spectacular, just like the smarts between the three of them. Samu Tuomala, who we know as a guy who's just going to streak up the ice maybe and take a shot, he's digging pucks out off the boards and feeding it up to Denoye, who then pops it to Lixel for yeah, a goal. Like they're, they're working together and all of them, I think, will benefit from this combination and getting more complete games for all of them. Yeah, they're all going to benefit. They're all going to develop, but I'm still going to not hold my breath on the other part. <laughs> well, we'll see. I just think I feel really positively about this line, especially. Yeah, me too. I feel positive about the line for sure. One thing that has also been a struggle for this team um, is there are too many quality forwards and there's not enough ice time to right. go around. And so um, you saw 
Alexi Gendron in on Friday and Saturday, but they take him out for Brendan Furry on Sunday. I think that was a mistake, especially because he's on that line with Tanner Lazinski, who is also having a great season so far. He's leading the team in scoring seven points in five games. Um, and Gendron can benefit from being on a line with him. But when they yeah. take him out, like, that's not helpful. No, it's going to be a battle. Like, it's going to be a battle to to really get him that playing time when they, you know, they have all these forwards. It's hard. I, I can't – I'm not going to – get overly critical for the moment on this because I do think it's a hard coaching thing to have to do all this. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's been a tough juggling act for them so far. It will continue to be, is my bet. Um, And with, you know, a lot more roster spots available. I mean, it's pretty much endless. Like they don't really have to send anybody down to Reading. And I, I just feel like, you know, Gendron needs to be in in every game. I think Zade Wisdom is getting the short end of the stick here as he well. He, he's been rotated out and he's just a monster every time he's out there, um, you know, playing as hard as he can in all sections of the ice. So a um, lot of questions for this uh, management to answer in terms of how they want to manage all this and get the prospect development that we need from Lehigh Valley. Yeah, I mean, it's again, it's one of these things now where we're going to kind of see how it works out. Maybe after a quarter of the season, it'll play itself out a little bit. I don't know, though. It might be all year. All right. Well, there's so much more to talk about with the guys in Lehigh Valley. We haven't even touched the blue line yet. So we will get into all of that coming up next. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Getting back into our Phantoms Tuesday discussion, um, I think that, you know, with all the good that has happened, um, we've also heard some rumblings of negativity coming out of Ian LaPerrier, and he is directing it at slightly older guys. He thinks, like, the youngest prospects are all working hard, um, and these slightly older guys who are maybe thinking about the Flyers and not focused on their time at Lehigh Valley really means Wade Allison, right? Yeah. And I think, you know, I talked about it. We mentioned it on the show. Uh, When he got sent down, I didn't think he got down there fast enough. And so now, you know, I'm not shocked that he's slow to start as far as, you know, for his complete game. I get, you know, I get that that happens. I do. It's just a bad time for it to happen for him because, again, then it doesn't look good. And then other teams who may want the Flyers may want to include in a trade with him uh, may not want him. So that's if I think this message is out there just for him being a Flyer, I would be naive because it's also out there for him possibly getting traded because there's not a lot of room for Wade Allison anymore. I mean, that's that's the reality. And he probably knows that. And, you know, and that probably weighs heavy on him. 
Right. And I think that um, the message was abundantly clear that was sent to him because on Sunday he was on the fourth line for Lehigh Valley, where he had been further up in the lineup. You know, the first weekend he was on the third line Friday and Saturday, but he was he was just out there for the fourth line, um, you know, with Jordy Bellarive and then J.R. Avon, who was naturally going to get fewer minutes in his first game back. Uh, So. I think that says a lot. It does say a lot. And he's got to work his way up now. And so that's something where, you know, again, it's gonna it could be a very long season for him if he doesn't come around. Because yeah. again, his contract only goes through this season, right? And who knows what'll happen yeah. after that. Turning to the blue line a little bit, um, I think that they were trying to tinker with things a little bit this past weekend with maybe potentially splitting up Adam Jenning and Ronnie Adderd, which is a mistake. Yes. And they figured that out and put them back together on Sunday, which was the right move. And then for that third pairing, um, having Helge Granz and Ethan Sampson out there together, which is exactly what I think it should be with Mete and Belpedio as, as the other pairing out, out there. I think that is the ideal defensive pairings for the phantoms and i hope they stick with that i mean i know again they've got to rotate some guys in every now and again and on a three-game weekend sure i get it but um to me that is the optimal pairing setup in terms of prospect development yeah i'm with you i think that is it uh i might as we've talked about juggle it around a little bit but yes if they if they stuck with that i would feel good at least that um you know, Grands can continue to develop, even though mm-hmm. I think at some point he should develop at the NHL. And then Samson, I think, is, you know, again, one of these guys that will probably develop regardless. But I think at some point, if he, you know, starts hitting big, whether it's this year or next year, he, he can't play third pairing anymore. I think like developing Adderd and Jenning is the top priority. Right no, that's, now. and I get that. That's for the yeah. short term, that's fine. And both of them are sitting at a goal and two assists on the season so far, only five games in. So that's really good to see. Both of them are getting involved offensively, um, but being pretty responsible defensively. You know, I think like... And I don't worry about Jennings' offense, honestly. He'll get some points at the NHL level, but it's his other part of his game that a lot of other Flyers defensemen don't have. and, And that's where I think he's really valuable. Right. And I think that you know, where they get into trouble a little bit is something that the Phantoms have been having trouble with this season so far is like getting into the penalty box too much. I mean, um, you know, we're looking and again, it's early season and I understand that the AHL, it gets a little sloppy up front, but uh, we're also seeing, you know, game after game where like the opposing team, I mean, and the Phantoms for that matter are getting six or seven power play opportunities yeah. Uh, in a game. And that is too much time. I, I think that, you know, the, the Phantoms need to just get a little bit more disciplined in their play. And some of these guys are just learning where these lines are with penalties and it'll take some time, but um, it's definitely something that's on the board for them to work on. Yeah. I think, I think that's something within the whole organization because when you do have a coach above that wants everybody to play really hard, really physical, stick up for your teammates. Well, the other side of that is you're sometimes going to get these dumb penalties. Yeah, I think so. Especially with aggression stuff. But I think that overall, at least for me, in these first five games, 
I'm seeing the prospects really shine in these games and the AHL veterans are doing their jobs, but they're not like overtaking the prospects in terms of importance, in terms of ice time, in terms of quality of play. And that's what we want to see here. Yeah. Ultimately it's exactly what you want to see. So uh, the Phantoms have a couple of games this upcoming weekend on Saturday. They're at Hershey. That'll be, a tough matchup. And then Sunday they are back home against Hartford. So we will catch up on those games uh, next Tuesday. That will do it for today's show. Like I said, we will be back uh, tomorrow morning at some point with our episode to recap the Vegas game. Uh, Plus we will have our mailbag. As a reminder, we always want to hear from you. So send in those mailbag questions via Twitter at LockedOnFlyers. You can email us at LockedOnFlyers at Gmail or comment over on YouTube. I'm Rachel. I'm on Twitter at rmiriam. That's R-M-I-R-I-A-M. I'm Russ. I'm at Sportsology, S-P-O-R-T-S-O-L-O-G-Y. Have a great day, everyone.